Hey, hey, Rambo. Hey, hey. Mm. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. I've been up for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually afternoon, but yeah. It's, that's true. That's, that's true. Afternoon it was morning to me. It is. You know, oh, that's true because you just woke up. So yeah. we are, we're flipped. We we are flipped. It's so and so interesting. So I got up early this morning. I got up at four a.m. to see this super blood moon, total lunar eclipse. It's it's quite the no matter what the moon is. I don't know. I think it's, we talked about this, but I think it's a projection. I think it's a, like a disc, a screen to be projected onto and yeah. it's a mirror of some sort. And we don't know, we don't, it's an ill-defined mirror. But, you know, even with, uh, with that skepticism in mind, it's so cool to look at, you know? It really is. And yeah. I see it different all the time. I was actually last night, I was just looking at it and we've talked about it before. Like I can really see the map on there. I don't know whether that's because I'm looking for that, but that's what okay. I kind of see. For the new people, explain this is in fact that I love this concept. Like with a map, when I look at the map they show us of Earth, it kind of looks like the pattern you see mm -hmm. on the moon. I, that's what I see. And there yeah, is. Yeah, minus Russia, kind of minus, yeah. there's like something missing. And, I, and that missing, yeah, I've yeah, always been like trying to figure out what that missing, something's missing. missing. I think that missing piece is like the big nebulous landmass of, of, of Russia. And Anyways, there's also yeah. a theory that just one of those craters. Well, just one of the supposed craters we see is our Earth, and the rest of what we see is parts of the just oh, other other land. Yeah, other land that we that we just don't uh, we don't know exists. Gosh, this is this connects. I love that you always bring up when we talk about air travel. You always talk about how no matter where you go, even if you have your own plane, there's really only you can't go, you can't go everywhere. You there there are all sorts of of directions that you cannot point your craft. Yeah, and that's what is it called the FAA? Yes, that's the so FAA. So they have that. Because yep. when I posted this a while back, people were like, Well, I'll just get my old boat and go, but you can't. Because they have a no, coast guard. And you're literally in a wave pool. It's always sending you back to shore, you know, yeah. like it's, you know, I, I don't quite know how to explain the circumnavigation conundrum, but there is something about going out to sea that I think is advanced trickery. <laughs> and the way that we get from point A to point B is warped. Our idea of how we get to between two points is warped by the, by, by all the stuff that they give us to navigate with, by the maps themselves, I think are our misinterpretations. I think uh, coordinates, you know, coordinates are so interesting because it really, um, like the GPS coordinates, it's all based on like a grid system. Yeah, and right. it kind of takes you a long way around and they do it with flight paths, they do it with shit paths yeah they also do it with yes. motorways you just go route they call right. it in the uk the ring road mm -hmm. like oh, just... <laughs> oh. literally encircles the city yeah. we have that we have one of those in nearly every single major yes major metropolitan city in, in the united states there's always a ring around the city encircling in, in these big these big cities it's almost i don't know it's almost like we're creating like lemmings we're like our energetic or energetic um um, like energetic barriers, like we're creating our own in, in, in like a, when you think about an encircling as, um, as like a barrier and these energetic barriers are encircling our city 
and that we have to travel upon. I don't know something about it, but you're right. I'm getting off on a weird tangent, tangent with that. But to, to, to your point, you're right that the whether it's the air travel, when you look at the way that the plane goes from like point A to point B with these inter- long international flights, you're like, why do they go that way? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why are they? Why don't they just fly feel directly there? You know, closer than we think we are. That's what yeah. I think. I think we are. I think we're. Oh, you said extraterrestrial. I love that. Yeah, they talk about that with, um, they always say they go in the sea, don't they? This is what Mm. the, do you remember that guy, that pilot? Oh, aliens. Aliens, yeah. Aliens in the sea. On the Joe Rogan podcast, that guy, the pilot, and he was like this Navy Uh pilot or something, and he's seen this, what did they call it? The the tic-tac. The tic-tac, yeah. Yeah. It was on the radar screen. He saw it on his screen. He didn't see it with his eyes. He saw it on his his screen, on the screen that they used to... (laughs) see beyond you know and uh sure yeah you saw something you saw a graphic on your screen doesn't mean it actually yeah, was there yeah. <laughs> yes. you saw a little blob on your screen i love that joe rogan uses that example as as like biblical set you know it's like this is set in stone this individual saw a tic-tac on his screen he wouldn't lie and it's like well he's not lying he did see a tic-tac on his screen. You know, we're using the wrong verbiage, but it was some sort of, you know, un, unaccounted for, like the velocity was just unlike anything that we could ever see. Look this up. Yeah, it was a naval, it was some sort of military pilot and he saw this. But it's one of them though, is he even that? Because I always think like, with, without Joe Rogan, a lot of these things wouldn't get out there. These people. Well, I think he's a way to propagate the false narrative because it is, in a way, it is true. In a way that, in a way, it is true that this pilot, this military pilot, could very well have seen a little thing blip across his screen, unexplainable, but that was fed to him. You know, that experience was given to him, and they, and and whatever designers fed this experience to this this pilot with that has a sterling record you know he's gonna go out there and say hey i saw this i saw this thing that i can't explain i'm a military pilot and i saw this thing that looks like ufo we don't have this technology i saw it i'm reporting it joe rogan here i am and joe rogan's gonna go this man is a military hero you know he's gonna he's gonna go to bat for this individual because everything is everything is everything is true but it's still false. I don't know how to explain, because the guy believes it's true. He's not lying. And Joe Rogan is just sharing this story of this individual not lying in a way, karma. It's like those karmic absolutions or whatever, but ultimately the underpinnings are completely non-existent. The underpinning is entirely false, but but within the certain lens, it's true. Projection in a certain certain vantage point, a certain projection, it's true. Because the, the we've without that I with with talk about this. I was um, having a conversation about what I think Joe Rogan does, and I think I, I wouldn't have knew who Elon Musk was before he went on Joe Rogan. Didn't know who it was. Right. Jack Dorsey didn't know who that was. I know it was, but then he went on Joe Rogan and I knew who he was. Then you know, right? They, they bring these char- characters on through that. So I, I and Kanye is in in a big Kanye. Oh yeah. Um. And they also, what they always do with him is they, they watch him shut Eddie Bravo down about flat earth, don't they, to make that they did. Yeah. seem... Same with Sam Tripoli. Sam yeah. Tripoli, before Eddie Bravo's uh, re- most recent appearance, Sam Tripoli was on before uh, uh, just a few weeks before, I think. And he shut down everything they said, you know? I thought I think that's purposely done, though. Totally, you know? totally. But it's, you know, sometimes... 
Joe Rogan goes a little woo woo and kind of lets the truth out, but it's like, and he brings it up almost like playing devil's advocate sometimes. Like if he's with someone who's like anti-exploration of, of of even simulation theory or whatever, like sometimes Joe Rogan will like be the, be the one to like push the ideation, which I find interesting. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's going there. Oh, Joe Rogan, he's going there. And then other times inexplicably. So when it seems to be the perfect opportunity and the perfect platform to do exactly this type of exploration, like with Eddie Bravo, like with Sam Tripoli, let these individuals give them the floor to give their best argument, not even argument, discussion points, like talking points, like talk through this. Do you believe he sat there before and interviewed nobody? Yes. I do. More than, more often than not. There's real ones, I believe. I believe there are real ones go on and he mixed in between. Yep. And I I believe so like with the Jack Dawson guy, he appeared twice on Mm -hmm. there. And he wore the same he's outfit, like, exactly. same he hat, looked, yep. twice. Like this, and, and the excuse for that was, well, that's what rich people do. Right. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Rambo. Steve Jobs wore the same. It's, it's, it's characters wear costumes. Characters wear costumes. We just uploaded the same one again, I think. Right. Like, right. What is it about being in a notable position? Well, even at the same cap, the same. Yes, same which is cap. right, right. There were times when they they did that with um, Zuckerberg, like he was wearing literally the exact same outfit on multiple through multiple years. And again, it's easy to say it's like, well, we told you he was the hoodie guy, you know. So are you so surprised that he's wearing the same hoodie? He's like Bill Gates, just those plain jumpers. And just stuff, always like... that purple sweater with a little thing underneath. He say, well, that's what re- rich people do, but maybe that is the trend. What they have set. Yeah, the we're reflecting. People, it's the we're poorer reflecting people the that wear the names yes. of stuff. Right, like, right. Rich people don't get cotton labels. No. Mm-mm. Unless they are. Okay, here's the here's here here's the right. Because I'm thinking, oh, the Kardashians—they're always dripping in labels and and designer this and you know everybody who, using designer stuff. That is the projection. That is like that is what's that's trying to sell us. you. That's, that's aimed, aimed for yeah, us. That's yeah, a that billboard. Is. That's just a billboard. The real rich people, people who are truly wealthy, don't flaunt it. Like they don't flaunt it in the way that's publicly seen and um, aspired towards. It's mu- it's done much more, I don't know, like really, really rich. The richest person in the room, sometimes you would never imagine. It's usually the guy who looks the most plain wearing old Nikes and Levi's and a button down shirt or whatever. Just like an old, old cowboy sometimes looking like you just, I don't know. It's, um, you'd never know. But yeah, uh, there is a the, the whole wealth projection. Projections, projections. Projection. Well, that's where we've gone from the moon. Yeah, I was about to say we've gone from the moon to projections of people to projections of fashion. To, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's true. That's what everything is, a reflection, isn't it? That's, Reflect that is it. We are a reflection project. of what was shown. And that is where I think the simulation is, is that mm. the simulation is like created and we we make it happen. Do you know what I mean? We Oh, we're, we're living in the false light. We're false reflecting light, it back. False light world. Okay. They tell us that the moon reflects the sun. The moon reflects the sun. How does the sun, how does the moon glow? You know, the moon looks particularly glowy today. How does the moon glow? Or like, how is the moon? Anyway, the operational, the whole mechanics of the moon is explained by, oh, it's just reflecting sunlight. 
the moon has the moon's just a dusty old rock it doesn't have its own glow you know there's all these all these like, like explanations it reflects the sunlight okay we got it the story is it reflects sunlight if sunlight is false light then that makes that makes the moon a, a, a mirror projection of false light it's like funhouse mirrors we're literally living in this like funhouse mirror and they tell us right out the gate. They tell us that the moon's reflecting the it, sun. That, it does feel like that sometimes, doesn't it? And another thing, this is a, just a little bit of a crazy one, some, a bit. Well, there's nothing too crazy, but like, <laughs> instance, on me, we're not in a dome. We're that sky we see is just open into infinity. Mm. Uh-huh. So why would the sky reflect on water? This is another, do you know what I mean? So we're seeing a blue sky reflect on water, but should it be reflecting if it's not covered? Do you know, it's just mm. open. It's just the open. Here's something interesting. I don't know how this like fits. Infinite, infinite space above us. Excellent does it, question. Does it reflect. I do wonder. Okay, so one one interesting thing that I have recognized and realized when I'm swimming, and it's something I remembered as a kid. But like when when you're underwater and you're kind of like bat, your stomach, your belly is up, so you're looking up at the sky, like from but from underwater, you're not looking down at the bottom of the pool. You're looking up. When you get very, very close to the surface of the water, it becomes a perfect mirror. And you don't see through the water anymore. You no longer see what's on the other side of the water. Like you can when you're just, when you're down a little bit farther. Once you get to a certain distance, very close to the the surface, that surface tension of the water from, from below, it becomes a mirror. It no, it, it's, it's, it shifts like instantaneously and becomes a perfect mirror of you and you see yourself coming up it, and i've tested it many times it seems to be consistent um and also the make water sure you is- breathe out your nose as you do because otherwise well then if you do the bubbles <laughs> oh true uh, i don't know if i'm like entering into a new dimension though oh that's kind of weird i do kind of think about that um, well, i do i was that's what i was just about to bring up like di- dimensions do you believe <gasps> there, i i believe there is other dimensions oh yeah around us i've been watching a lot on this recently like just about just different theories. I like to hear different kind of theories. And people believe, some believe that in the sea, hmm. that's where you can cross a dimension. And I, yeah, it's, do these, do, do these like, let's say, for instance, as an example, Kobe Bryant, like that, this Ooh. is the video I was watching. Has he crossed to another dimension? Is going <laughs> to live another life now? Like, I don't believe so, but because I believe in the actor-based reality, but mm-hmm. I could, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Like, are they just retiring in a distant land? And going into a new... Yeah. Back to our conversation about getting in the airplanes. Like, you can't go... Be, maybe there's land, distant land, beyond what we are allowed to go on our little flight paths. Well, have you seen that Stephen King movie? This is a movie I watched when I was a young kid, and I believe in the truth in movies. It's called The Langoliers. Have you ever the heard of Langoliers. it? The Langoliers. I so have heard of plane, it. Yeah. The plane goes through a, da- through a black hole, and it goes in a mirrored world. Exactly oh my the same god as a and that one but, was like a made for tv movie if i don't if i'm not mistaken because i remember seeing it on tv it was like these pac-man kind of things yes that was there. Yeah. <laughs> yes that was such a strange stephen king he's a real strange individual and it's like yeah just these like teeth coming very out of masky. the sky very, very oh masky. yeah yeah Oh yeah, Stephen King as a as a as a character himself. Yes, he is a very masky looking person. He's like, show me one picture of Stephen King where he looks like a normal human being. Show me one. You there know, <laughs> oh wait, there's none. There's zero. And he spells his name with the P, don't he? Like P H Stephen. Yes. 
because that in numerology makes 33. Oh, of course Steph, it does. Stephen, like, and then the that's king, why I think, you know, there's something to that. Stephen Hawkins, the, the same thing. Oh, you know? oh, that's right. Yeah. Stephen. And that's 33. So if you, if you do all the letters and just the Stephen, yeah, that's interesting. Stephen. You know, my mom, she was obsessed. She was a big reader and she loved Stephen King. She loved all those horror. And I remember reading some of his books and but one that stood out was a collection of short stories. And there was one where frogs were falling from the sky. And then it just really stuck with me. I need to, I need to revisit that. Maybe I'll do a little book, a little book club on Stephen King, his like short stories at least. Um, Cause his books are really way too long. But uh, anyway, so later in life, I watched the movie Magnolia, which is an excellent movie directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, and it has a scene and it's with Tom Cruise. And there's a scene where uh, the frogs fall from the sky. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's just like, that's just like that, that Stephen King novel. Um, and I wondered if that was uh, an inspiration for it. Oh, and Magnolia. It's a biblical thing though, isn't it? That, it's very frogs. biblical. Yeah. Frogs. And then lo the locusts are coming. There's yeah. all these like little biblical things. Well, I mean, and also, okay. Speaking of biblical with the Red Sea, par the parting of the Red Sea, the parting of the Red Sea is like a biblical parable. Uh, 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 they actually like the, the Red Seas part. Anyway, Red Sea, Red Sea, Red Sea. On Twitter today, I'm seeing Red Wave, Red Wave, Red Wave, Red Wave. I'm oh, seeing that's that because today is the midterm. Yes, here in the United States, which it's is election also day. Yep. The mm -hmm. Blood Moon Day. I know. It? And it actually, I just I seen an article that says election day, Blood Moon won't happen again until the year 2394. <laughs> I want to know how they know this, like. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you know the it's too perfect. It's too perfect it to be beaver, real. Beaver, the beaver blood moon, aren't they? The beaver blood moon. I the see. beaver blood moon. I haven't seen that. Yes, <laughs> I, what is weird is again. I just like, like to check the numerology and beaver equals eight. Like, and yeah. it's the eighth. It's right. Like, right. The beaver blood moon. It's coming up here for me. The, the namings of the moon have been really interesting. It feels like we've had more moon events since 2020 than ever before in my entire lifetime. We're, we have like a full moon, blood moon, strawberry moon, wolf moon. Eclipses. We've got, we've got, we've got phenomenal. We had a solar, solar eclipse last time happening. we was on, I think, as well. Right. <laughs> Jesus, like slow down. Something is up with the machine. Like I don't remember being a kid and every other weekend being some sort of lunar event or solar uh, extravaganza. And it's like, and, and the news always tells us like the every single news outlet never lets it slip. That then we got the, the death on the blood moon, didn't we? Which oh my God. You've just posted on. Yep. Okay. Yes. That was unexpected. That was a little <laughs> unexpected twist. So yeah, I got up this morning, totally focused on this blood moon and I was taking pictures of it. Photographing the moon is very difficult. It's a, it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult endeavor because there's so many ways that the settings can go wrong and you have to be perfectly still, which I am not. I could never be a surgeon. I do not have a steady hand. I never have. And I didn't feel like pulling out my tripod and I was like, let me just wing it. And so I was trying to take photographs of the moon and then do a whole little thing on that. So I woke up like at, you know, four in the morning, focused on the moon, focused on this red moon, blood moon. And I went on this whole little Instagram tear on, you know, stories about what the moon is and red moon and making all these connections. And I was just doing, just doing the thing that I usually do where like all of a sudden I'm in this like inspiration vortex and I'm finding all of these connections and sharing them in real time. 
And then I see that Mr. Rothschild has died. Like the the Rothschild, the 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 Evelyn, the of, Evelyn which sounds like eleven. He's got 11. a long name, honey. Evelyn, Evelyn sir, Francis. Evelyn. Ooh, I didn't know about the Francis, but that's like yeah, Frank, a... you know, Anne Frank. <laughs> Evelyn de Rothschild. And Rothschild means red sign. Evelyn Robert Adrian de Rothschild. Evelyn Robert Adrian de Rothschild has passed at 91. And he's a, you know, a big time British financier. I don't think he actually existed. Yeah, I don't, if, think, I yeah. don't even look at the pictures. <laughs> yes, and... Rambo was sending me pictures this morning of him and Prince Charles. So he's like prodding <laughs> Charles in the chest. Like, and I see like a caption on one. This is just on Google. And it said, um, we can see who the boss is here. Yeah, That's right. what I feel like the guy behind the curtain, we do not know the it's name. It's all... A, I don't a believe front. So. It's all a storefront. It's all straw man storefront. Layers, fictional characters, layers the, on layers on layers on layers on layers. The secret societies, all the ones yeah, who's higher exactly. than who. Exactly. Like, you know, like. Exactly. You know, in the name Rothschild means red sign. Like I said, it's like it, people have said it means oh, red, it red shield. It sounds a lot like red shield, but when you really break it down, the etymology, it's it it's German and it, and actually Rothschild translates to with the red sign with the red sign and mr evelyn da 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 rothschild he dies with the red sign with a globally projected blood red moon a big red circle in the sky that everybody on the planet got to see and and his name means with the red sign and he died with the red sign you gotta be shitting me you have got to quote my father. That's what he would say when something was just so unbelievable. You gotta be shitting me. They're fucking with us, Rambo. They like, are, and he died you know? sixty-one days after the Queen. I just because I, I, I only found out just as you told me, like because I just it's morning. For Wait, me. okay, say like, that again. Okay, sixty-one days. So and you sixty-one said days, days, and he's aged ninety-one. Else? So like uh, we know what we say about the nine. Ooh, nine and one in the and, the, you, and it's also the eight. And then eleven, nine, so eleven, and his name sounds like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> she died on the eighth, and these died on the eighth, oh, and he's a oh. financial advisor. Uh-huh. Checks out. Checks out. Okay, they're not fucking with us. Uh, pardon my French, guys. I get a little heated sometimes. They're not fucking with us. They're they're gently showing, showing us. Feels like to me. Not really gently. It's like blunt force. <laughs> it's blunt force revelations. They're really not hiding it. They're not. They're not hiding it. There's no subtlety, which I think is what we need right now. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. We talked about this being the time when the veil is the thinnest. When the veil is the thinnest, the the distinction between two worlds, the Halloween being the time when the, 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 that kind of like intermodal, that subliminal lim- liminal space, the between space, when when we are we are in like a slip space between worlds, ca- capable of, of of escaping one and entering another, and I think that all of this right now, the fact it's just so beautifully blunt. I think that the the veil is really thin right now, and we're able to see it. Like 
the, the illusion is very thin right now. The, 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 the barrier between the two worlds, the two worlds being those who can't see and those who can. And there you know is more and more say. people able to see these things yes. now, I feel. It's, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I don't believe everyone is supposed to see because I, I believe there is the NPC thing. And that's why they made it so big. Like, even my kid knows what an NPC is now. Like, Oh, okay. He, he also says to me, so I've got an older lad who also said to me, like, how do we know all these people are not just NPCs? He said that in the car. What? I was like, break on like what did you say he doesn't know how was this I recently was this yeah, a... but he doesn't know how i think i don't have these discussions i kind of dig i don't actually tell him anything because i don't want to like what did he you said say? that to me what and i said say? how do we know like how do oh, we know we and don't i asked him about <laughs> i went onto the panda thing with him and he's like 13, <laughs> so he's and he's like put the handbrake right. on, reverse, yeah. screw <laughs> pandas. <laughs> yeah, and it's just interesting. I've never spoke to him about this, and he said that while we were just driving around a car park and we couldn't get a space. Uh-huh. And he's just like, All these NPCs, I'm like, what? Like, how, how do we know these are not NPCs? But I didn't know what that he knew what that was, but he said he wow. learned it from a computer game. <laughs> wow, wow, and that's wow. where the term kind of comes from. The NPCs. The kids the are all right. Game. The kids are all right. The, the, you know, we may be the end of the line for like humanity, but that's fine. We got there. Whatever we needed to do, we got there. Guys, we did it. We did it. You know, I, I mean, also, I like, kids are in... awake. Kids are online in a way that I think yeah, more is awake. normal and natural. Yeah. In a way that previous generations could never have dreamed of. Could never have even imagined. And it kind of reminds me, of me a bit like I used, to, I get the calls from the school to say he doesn't listen to anything and stuff, mm-hmm. like he's not taking anything in. Yeah. And that was me. I got that as well. You yeah. know, he's subconsciously <laughs> rejecting yeah. the programming. Do you know, like, that's like kind of feel yeah. to me. Like I'm not, but I get the calls. He doesn't listen to anything and he's kind of zoned out. And that was me. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. We took different paths, but had the same underlying notion. I felt it too, but I felt that through the more I could learn, maybe the more I could get to the bottom of it. You know, I wasn't ready to go. This stuff needs to be abandoned. Oh, this ship needs to, we need to, you know, jump off ship and burn it down. You know, it's, it was, it, I was trying to really carve my way out from the inside um and i still i'm st- i like that i was so fascinated with words and so fascinated with things tr- his- trivia and, and things that ultimately don't matter but it does allow me to connect some dots it allows me to be like oh that thing bing, 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 and i'm off to the races and i i'm grateful that mm, I'm grateful for I'm grateful for the being in the illusion. We've said this many times. You've got to be in the illusion to to, to really to really to realize. Um, yeah, like you've got to be in the box yep. to realize you've got yep. out the box kind of thing. That's yep. how I kind of you got to be in the audience of the magician's show and first be fooled by the trick to then appreciate the trick for what it is and how it works once you are on the other side of it. 
you know? And people like, believe oh. I get a lot of this to me from friends. Like, what does it mean for your life? What does it matter though that it, what if you write and it is all actors is all, I get that oh. question. Like, why does it even matter? What does it change for your life? Yeah. Like, it's not about, it changes my soul. It doesn't oh, change yeah. my life. I still have to play along with the illusion. You still have to go to work. You still have to speak to people yeah. who have, I've only got what they've seen on TV to speak about, you know, yeah. like a lot of the conversations you have when I think sometimes it's just work and what you've seen on TV and sports, like that's the, if that right. didn't happen, what would you talk about? And that is it, what I've got in my notes now is silence. Where do you find it? Like, mm. I'm on a hunt for silence and I can't find it. It's like, you can it's shut yourself impossible. in a room. It is, it is impossible, impossible because there's something running through your mind. Like we've talked to the songs, any, yeah. I mean, something yes. is running in your mind. Where do you get silence of the mind? It's hard to, it's hard to find. It's fundamental. It's absolutely fundamental. And yet it's nearly impossible to conjure, to experience or conjure. Because even if you are able to get yourself to a physical, physical place of silence, whether it's a, let's just say a soundproof room, like let's say you're really going for it and you get yourself to the most soundproof room you could ever, you could ever engineer. Literally no sound, a complete vacuum. Well, you still have an entire universe of noise in your mind in your mind and yeah. that one is the mind's a noisy place. even more difficult to engineer your way out of that noise that's the one you need to worry about that's the one you need to worry about not work that's the one you need to focus on Qu quieting of the mind we can't always be con in control of the space we can't always quiet the space around us but we can we can do a lot to put into practice quieting of the mind, regardless of audio inputs, regardless of, of, of any input, sensory inputs, learn how to quiet the mind, learn how to still the mind. You're right, Rambo. You we're on a hunt. It's impossible. <laughs> I've been to searching find. and it is. And yeah. they say I've tried everything. You can meditate. You can just try. And there's always something there yeah. in the background. There is, yeah. I feel there is for me. I don't know whether I've got a busy mind. I don't know, but I feel like everyone's kind of the same. That's why the with the music and stuff, it's the frequencies are, are there Ooh, to stay. These I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah. We, oh we're coming into that season. Do you know what made yeah. me actually think about it? A scene on Twitter, Mariah Carey had posted, it's the time for the song. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thought, there it is. They're yeah. telling us now we're going into that loop time. Like, everything's a loop, but like the Christmas time, like it's the same as when I was a little kid, the same song to this. Every year, the same, everyone's rushing about, all the shops are dead busy, yep. traffic's worse. Yep. Everyone's buying everything. Everyone's doing all sorts to get for the Christmas kind of feeling. And I just don't, oh, me, man. it's like Groundhog Day. Yes, eternal loop. Once we get, I like to say it, once we get to spooky season, it's a Santa sleigh ride right through Thanksgiving to Christmas. And, and you don't even blink an eye it's it just seems to happen then all of a sudden you're at new year's and you're like whoa and then it's a point of recovery and then january you kind of you know it's yeah every year every year all you the know, gyms go uh, busier everyone's yeah, doing the so same predictable thing. so predictable such a loop and i'm so glad you brought up the mariah carey christmas song because this is something that you have focused on pretty acutely for a long time and that is 
the the programming that we are receiving through our ears through these popular songs there is some embedded embeddable information there's like this imprinting that's happening when you take in these catchy hooks these you know what do you think what do you think they always have a thing have you noticed they always have the christmas number one and it always seems to be a song that they say has been voted that Right. Brought up by internet. There was one a couple of years, I can't think what it was called, Summit in the Machine, Rage Against the Machine was mm. her. And they, so they're bringing these songs back from the past to be Christmas number one again. And it starts, it's just keeping everybody. There's in, like, ins- will, yeah. there, will there ever be a new Christmas song in our lives? Yeah, there's new ones <sighs> every year, but none of them stick. Only the originals stick, don't they? <sighs> You know, if we're if we're opening submissions for uh, Christmas songs to blow up from the past, uh, I highly recommend Hanson's Christmas album. I believe it's called Snowden. I will die on this cross. I will die on this hill. I loved that album. It's the best Christmas album around. Those little girls Hansen, singing their that- hearts out. <laughs> I remember the name, but don't. Yes, it was a boy band. Um, but they were little blonde girls. kids, was yes, it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I had their posters on my wall, and my dad would come into my room, and he'd ask about it. He's like, why do you have all those posters of the girls on your wall? <laughs> he was an early transvestigation pioneer. <laughs> and he's right. I look back at pictures, and I was like, Dad, shut up. I love them. They're my favorite. They're boys. Of course they're boys. And I look back at the pictures now, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, it may have been right. Uh, yeah, but I loved that Christmas album. And I went on a cruise um, m- a few years ago. Not that many years ago, but a few years ago. Long enough for the album to be very old at this point. But I, they, they were, it was a cruise around Christmas time. And there was a set Christmas album on loop for the entire five days. And so you don't notice it. You don't notice it until you notice it. And then once you notice it, you cannot not know. I mean, just like once you see, you can't unsee. But once you realize that all of these songs that you're hearing, these these old Christmas favorites are on a I would say it was a one hour and 13 minute loop, if I had to guess, because it was over an hour, but it wasn't an hour and a half. And it, anyway, <laughs> so you would hear these not that many songs just played on repeat in all the public spaces, and it became maddening. I don't think anybody else really noticed it, but one of those songs was from the Hanson Christmas album. That was the only time my ears perked up in a happy way. I was like, yes. Does they kind of remind you of the year before and the year before? Yeah. Don't- stem christmas songs they take you back i feel like they can take you back and that's kind of what makes you then go by because you want to improve on last christmas Ooh, kind of that's a hypnotization would you say yeah, it feels like hypnotized yeah Ooh, that's how okay, i feel like I'm we're all so being hypnotized by these christmas songs to and it's more of a reminder of last year and you're like oh last year i didn't do this this year i'm gonna do it you know like and it's yep. You're just doing the same stuff when adding more and more and more and that's why christmas i think christmas becoming more and more expensive like oh god yes there's no satisfying right like what a kid wants for christmas anymore there's no end there's no end it's (laughs) like you're throwing money into the into a a coal fire you know it's it's getting more expensive financially you hit the nail on the head especially with inflation right now there's no question that this is going to be a a squeeze and gas prices are probably going to go up to coincide with travel to thanksgiving and christmas and all this it's just a squeeze in, in every direction also, the price, the true, true, true price is not what we pay on our credit cards or out of our wallets or whatever. It's the amount of energy we are expending as individuals, our loosh, our loosh capital. There's this is a this is a great time of harvest when it comes to our yeah, personal we've got energy. Black Friday coming up where oh boy, that's like a black vortex of our yeah. energy. Literally, they're telling us. And they're telling you like, oh, everything's discounted, but really it's not. 
It's not. It's not. And it's not worth your, even if it is discounted by X percent, that X percent is certainly not worth your energy and attention if it takes from you. Some, okay, I'm going to say this. Some people love it, truly love it. W- wind in their sails. You know what? You do you. You do without you. This show, but if you're the, like the dreading thing, something, people... don't do it. Don't do anything that you're dreading. If you have a feeling of dread, you're not don't supposed do it. to do that. You're it. literally not supposed to do that thing. Whatever it is, I don't care what it is. You're not supposed to do it. If something gives you a deep sensation, an undeniable sensation of dread in your preparation for the thing, don't do it. Just don't do it. And this is the year, like at Christmas, this is the time as well. We all collectively lie. Ooh, Santa! <laughs> yeah. We all lie as a collective the original to, conspiracy. To the next generation, we lie yep. to the next generation that is coming up. I couldn't like go up to my kid and say, yeah, Santa's not real. It's it's programmed in me that I can't actually do that to my kid. <laughs> do you know, like, because right. he wants to believe, like, it's and all the, the other kids in school are believing it. But you always had that kid in school, like, that was like, Santa's not real. Like, little rebel. Yeah, yeah. little truth, little soothsayer rebel. That was when I went on Sam Tripoli, my first podcast, he asked me like almost right out of the gate, he asked me what my favorite conspiracy was. And I told him Santa, it's the, it's the first and it plants the seed. It's the seed planter. It's plants a seed on the familial level, which is how we learn everything. We learn everything, all of our ritualistic behaviors, all of our understandings and notions about life and society and language and really the building blocks of everything. We get that through our family or through our, our, our unit that we are raised with. And when we learn within that unit that the lying as ritualistic uh, positive behavior is accepted, is accepted, like that just becomes rooted as a norm. You know, we, we become, because even once you realize that Santa's not real, you uphold that as a good citizen, as a, as a show of, of good citizenry, you uphold the lie. Yeah. Instead it's of so going, that's twisted. a lie, I've been lied it's to so for like for 10 years of my life. It's beyond <laughs> twisted. And now at the, at the mall, when you see all those kids and their families lined up for Santa, to me, it's much more, it's much more sinister. I'm like, oh, here they go into the lie factory, you know, straight into the belly of the beast. And even it go from the, the man in the red, the, the, the reindeers flying right, and even the North yeah, Pole, like it's not Satan, even a real Santa, place. Satan. I know, North Pole's not even a real place. <laughs> and he's like breaking into our houses, shimmying down our chimneys, like breaking and entering. What a creep. What a creep. Ugh. In my book, Santa's Cancelled, I've been trying to cancel Christmas for quite some time. I am the self-appointed Grinch because I am saying, I'm always telling my family no more Christmas. If you want to gather, great. Let's get together. Boy, let's, not, let's not pour our beings into it, you know? With Christmas, that's where I kind of learned, like, material goods didn't mm. really mm. satisfy me. Right. Like, what I wanted. Like, so I'd wait all year round for this game yeah. or whatever it may be, and I'd get it, and I'd be like, hmm. Just like, like a in deflated balloon. Dolph. Yeah, like, and I've got it, and then that's it. Is that it? I'll play in 10 minutes, I can all? be like... I feel like I've missed, I'm missing something else, but like, I feel like that repetitive thing every year, because it happens to me every year, I'd get what yeah. I wanted. And then when I got it, it's like, like yeah. it. Emptiness, like, like an emptiness. Yeah, so it got to show me that these, these, the material world ain't, wasn't what made me happy, like, happy, like, um, it didn't, it didn't fulfill you. Yeah, it didn't the fulfill things that were told, me. Yeah, yes, 
Yes, Rambo. And I couldn't sleep at night waiting for this. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, that loss of sleep. Oh, my gosh. Really? What an energy harvest. All these That's little it, kids wide awake, wired all night. Can't sleep. They, to, like, they ate the cookies, too. And it's like, and go downstairs. And uh, I remember. I remember waiting awake at night, listening for Santa. Then you know, I, I, heard it. I used to hear bells on my roof and everything, and that is where my mom and wow. like it goes. What a soldier! She's I a soldier that, for deception. Yeah, yeah, and I remember the time when I came downstairs and I found her and my dad like putting all this and it's always like presents out and stuff, and I was like, but where's? And then after that, eight year then because I'm the oldest. I had to then lie to the younger. I used to help put the presents out then. Oh and my the younger God. brothers didn't know I was in on it. You know? Quick, Rambo, grab some presents. Help us. Don't tell your brothers. Yeah, that's how it was. So I walked down one day and I seen him putting the presents out. And Aww. that was the end of that was the end of Santa for me. You know, you know I, in a way, I, I also have a, a non-traditional Santa upbringing and I'm very thankful for it because wherever I lived, there was a different Santa. I grew up, I lived in Holland and then I lived in Jakarta and um, I don't remember, I was born in the United States, but I, I wasn't there long enough to remember it. Um, but, you know, having different Santas everywhere you go, also having different religions everywhere you go. I kind of came into this early understanding that these things were conceptual. I, I, I began to, I began to, at a kid, respect and recognize without anybody telling me kind of what adults already know, quote unquote, I'm putting no in air quotes, that Santa was this historical guy, St. Nick. And there's this whole fable and story about like the real guy that it was. Guys, this is all fiction. This is all fiction. There is no jolly old St. Nick that jolly old St. Nick is based off of. So even as adults, we still have to believe in a lie that like, well, there's no real Santa. And then the movies as well is part of it. Again, so every Christmas Eve, we would watch the original Santa Claus movie every year. Is that the one with Tim Allen? Yeah, so every year we do the same thing and it still goes on now, you know. When he transforms into Santa with that CGI face, and it's not prosthetics, it's like a really incredible CGI warp. Like exactly what you focus on now and that's your favorite movie, oh my God. Every year we used to watch that. And I even done the same for a while with my kids. I'm trying to break the cycle now. Yeah. Like it's that Yeah. You feel bad. You don't I I feel like I can't tell. You can't tell your kids that you, you kind of is that programmed into me that I can't say, all right, listen, um, this is all fake. Snorkel's yeah. Paul's fake, Santa's fake. This is a loop we're being put in. I can't tell a young no. You have to kind of go along with it. Yeah. So that is where we're you gotta all come to that on your own. You gotta come to that we, by your own. <laughs> we feel guilty that we've got to be in on the lie. Uh, oh, you're right. Guilty, you're right. It? We're we are more worried about potentially sharing like an an innate concepts and innate understandings and things that bubble up within us and, and knowledge that seems to like spring forth from within us that kind of feels right. We're actually afraid to share that. Instead, because we actually, even as awake and aware as we are, we are still so programmed in that we're like, nope, the lie is better. <laughs> the lie is better. That is safer. That's what we'll do. And we're pushing forward. What are them though? You have to look at it. You have to discover it themselves. You do. You really do. You really do. I have to remember what I said just a bit earlier. The most important part is to be in the illusion. <laughs> Ultimately, I the like for us, for dissonance. me about Santa with people who used to tell me it wasn't real. I'd be like, I'd argue me point in school. I remember it. Like I remember somebody telling me and I remember arguing and it's only like some of the stuff we say now or like, 
and people argue it out. Like it's, it's kind of triggers something in you to defend it. Were they older, like slightly older, like slightly older kids in the school? It's always on the playground that you find out that Santa's not real. Always. Yeah, and I came. It was more like I had a lad. He was my age. He's the one who told me, and I remember I, I still speak to him now. But I remember arguing the point that like. <laughs> No, he's not. He's like, he's definitely not. Like, you know, uh, I, I argued it and argued it and I'd argue it. I would love year. to hear a little bonus episode of you and him catching up as adults and you talking yeah. about this story and this awakening. And this was like a beginning of your content. You're on the this corner, I'll have to ask him. You're you on the corner. You should. That would, I would love that. That would be so perfectly random. I love it. <laughs> But also, I love that you brought up, speaking of perfectly random, I just feel like this place is so magical because you you brought up specifically, talked about my Mariah Carey, it's that time of year. Jitka asked in the listener queue on Discord, she asked today, she said, can you explore how sound and rhythm is being used to manipulate the masses? Uh, program, you know, uh, knock, knock, Mariah Carey, it's time for, it's time for Christmas programming. Every, every year, and there's Get a few the other year. songs that go with Mariah Carey's in the, um, I can't think of them at the minute, but I'm sure I'll hear them in oh. a couple of days. Like, yes, she's she's well employed this time of year. She's the main one, and it, I think it's more of a reminder of last year. Kind of like we've I've talked on you talked about how music could be time travel. Like mm. it, it takes someone back to somewhere every time. You know, yeah. Every song means summer to someone else. All the original songs that seem to never go away. Yeah, that there's something melodically. Um, uh trans transmutational almost about them trans you know like they, you can be transported into an entirely different world just by hearing a, a melody they say that individuals with uh memory loss and dementia and alzheimer's that they can be quickly brought back to a time and place that is within capture within their memory which is a totally different conversation y'all like memory is all <laughs> okay, so know that I'm I I'm speaking that we may blow all this up <laughs> when we just talk about memory itself. But they say that people with these types of memory failures, or maybe it's not a memory failure at all. Maybe it's just our system failing. But the memory failure uh, that music can bring them back. Music. And Jitka also said, you know, she was talking about how certain pop music has, uh, you know, certain sounds and rhythms. She mentioned Lady Gaga's <clears throat> excuse me, Lady Gaga's Bad Romance in the chord. Rama mama ma, or Rama mama ma, or whatever. <laughs> you don't want me singing that. She said that's basically a mantra. And she said, Do you believe that certain rhythms can hypnotize us or can hypnotize the I'm masses? Sorry, just talking about I know. We just talked about that. I love that things. And she said, Like with on. the Christmas song, that takes you back to Christmas. No matter what it reminds it takes you to Christmas every time. Mariah Carey song will always take you to Christmas, regardless of what memories attached to it. It's always Christmas time when that happens, you know, yeah. like. Yes, take a certain time and place immediately. We are transported just by hearing that song. We are literally transported into a mall, into a shopping mall, <laughs> you know, just by hearing I'm very, uh, you know, all I want for Christmas is you. It's so, such a specific, it's a holiday. It's, it's, it's the holiday in a sound wave. <laughs> it's, you know, it's crazy, you know? And, and she said not to hypnotize, you know, to a place of total unconsciousness, which we don't want to con confuse anybody to think that this is the level of hypnotization, we're hypnotization that we're talking about. But she's right, because, you know, it's, it's more of, she says, putting a lock on people's consciousness at a certain level, lowering the vibration, lowering the collective vibe. In, in kind of being able to communicate to us through this lowered, lowered vibration state. 
I think so. And in that lower vibration state, maybe we're more susceptible to all of these and more, more, more susceptible, susceptible to energetic, you know, harvesting for lack of a better term, which this season does seem to be all about. It kind of starts from now that it, from when yeah. I seen that post, that's when I started with like, where do we get silence from this crap? Like this is the, the, the time now when my me, me mind will be, cause you can't even sit in your car unless, and even then you're not inside, but you sit in your car, turn your radio off, you know, cause right. Otherwise, it's just that on every single station is, and they, they have um, a thing on our station, on one of the stations to listen to, and they have this like little segment where they talk about songs that sound the same and what there's only seven songs or something, the same tunes over and over, and they go through like um, playing songs that are all, uh, uh, they're the same from like years ago to now, and. Kind of was tell, it you I that brought up used... that ABBA is used as like torture? Some songs are used as as literal. Yeah, for the guys us? in um, Ukraine, in like, yes, English you... guys that got trapped fighting for Ukraine. He was <laughs> Mamma Mia was played on repeat twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all it's all fiction, but the fiction is getting more and more enjoyable and absurd by the minute. You know, but then in, within it. that, they're I kind of it. telling us that. That this what, music is torturous. Yeah. There, yeah. Is, there is a form of mind control torture happening with the nonstop loop mode of of the the playlist we know as as Christmas but time. You can kind of certain songs, like the gym, for instance, you're hypnotizing yourself Ooh, to trade yeah. hats. Some songs make okay. you trade harder. Okay, you know I mean? so yes, you can be used in different ways to hypnotize. Yep. It, you know. Tell me, I know that you have a, a a little bit of a background in fitness. Tell me what has been over the years, what has been your top workout songs and why? I, do you know what? I don't know. I, I always go for Kanye West. You know? Really? Oh, yeah, Kanye. Of, I knew he was going to make an appearance on, I mean, he, yeah, had, to make, so he had to, he had to come on the show. That is kind of like hey, my Kanye. workout song. It's like Kanye song, but a lot of people oh. like, like, Drum and bass, like getting it going mm -hmm. faster and faster. I can't concentrate on that. I feel like I need to, because I don't do a lot of cardio stuff. I don't do a lot of running. I get bored very quick. Right. Like, I so, know it's boring. It's really boring. Yeah. But when I have a song on where I can, and I used to just listen to, now I listen to the words and I remember that violent crime song, what I talked about, I was talking about the colors falling off or something. Now you can hear yeah. certain things like in a few different songs, you know, where it's a message rather than. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I feel like when I'm working, I'm kind of like in a meditative state. You know, I'm not like running on a running machine nonstop or anything. I'm kind of just. Right. <sighs> my favorite album, maybe a, on my top five favorite albums of all time, Graduation. It's just such yeah. a good album. Then I've got my mushroom music, which is that Kota, Kota the friend. I kind of like, he's, he's kind of got like. Um, I started following him on Insta. Uh, relaxing it's great for mushrooms that music is great for mushrooms i think Ooh, have you had any successful recent mushroom trips it's actually like, mushroom season here where they're growing everywhere oh, and everyone's cool. saying to me go pick them but i haven't got the the knowledge to know what i'm picking i, I know probably Ooh. something poisonous for me most know? definitely that's I, that would be the first one i touch would be the poison one. <laughs> oh, rambo speaking of did I, t I i don't know if you know but i i fell down my back stairs and i busted 
my tailbone. I literally, I'm like, I'm out. Oh, no. I'm out of commission. Yeah, it's hard to walk. It's hard to do. I did, but it, it was. I had this whole thing on fall. You know, like oh, the changing of the seasons. It's fall, and then I fall down the stairs. I think I invited. I invited something into my life. Also, I think I was. It was just a um, message from the universe to just slow down. Just slow down. You know, I was trying to do too many things at once, which is, I am. I am known to do. And sometimes the universe just like gives you a swift reminder of what you need to focus on. And the consequences are, you know, they're, they're painful, but not dire. And uh, it just teaches you to course correct in the future. Cause I, I, I needed that. Like I, when I remember like I'm a couple of days out of, of falling and I'm just like, man, you know, I'm so thankful that not, you know, I didn't actually hurt anything really other than my tailbone or didn't nothing, nothing was, you know, falling down the stairs could be, um, yeah. deadly <laughs> if you believe in certain uh, netflix documentaries but um i remember thinking like i just needed i just needed this reminder like i just i'm everything's ultimately fine but i needed this physical touch point reminder to really really be um on my you know on my my 12 and 6 like really always look you know always always being steady and noticing because i had my shoes half on i was carrying dogs leashes the dogs were running downstairs and it was just like no wonder i fell you know and I think that we we all it's slow down. We all need to slow down and and really focus on exactly what we're doing in that exact moment and stop trying to do multiple things at once. I am always trying to do multiple things at once, and it typically I'm one of them that like lists lists. For, I, I, well, I was. I'm best but I when I make lists. What I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. Yep. Then I'm going to do that. And it's only over the last year or so I've stopped kind of doing it. I don't even think about tomorrow till tomorrow now. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Each day as it All comes, we really have is today. All we ahead. really have is today. And I, I kind of think that, you know, if we we're to break down how this place works, truly, truly, truly how it works, I think that each day builds upon the last day. And that's all that really matters. And if you can do better in a day, like you're already on the positive way up. Like if you can just keep building on doing, on doing incremental, like just, but then, you know, there are days that we're like, we're like agonizing over things that we may have done, but we talked, you talked about this at the beginning, the mindset that we have now, this understanding that things, certain things don't matter. And we don't need to fear this and that. I don't really agonize over my decisions, over my, over my actions, over really anything anymore, because I just move through the world in a much different way. And every touch point I have and every, Literally everything I do in my IRL, in my normie life, you know, even though it's, it doesn't trans, you know, I'm not like telling everybody, you know, this person's a character, you know, I, I just literally everything I do is better. Every, t every interaction I have is better. Every, other than falling down the stairs, other than falling down the stairs, everything I do seems to be better because of this mindset, even falling down the stairs, because now I'm like, oh, look, it's a great lesson, yeah. you know? <laughs> seeing the positive in it <laughs> you got it what you did you think it. i seen I, I don't know much about this guy but this aaron carter guy i've got a lot of messages oh about my him. goodness and what there's do you a think? lot was yeah. he found in the bathtub again oh the whitney like, houston treatment yeah um and they're also saying he was, was he? just vaccinated just oh they're saying this was a vaccination thing even yeah. though he looks like a like a extreme methamphetamine connoisseur yeah. 
Uh, definitely the vax that got him. Definitely the vax. And the bathtub. You know, it's like, what's weird? Well, at least he wasn't 33 because that would have been just too much. Yeah, but- it would have been. It would have been too obvious. Oh, I'm seeing that um, apparently air canisters and medications were found in the home, which... Anyway, he looks very, he looks like a troubled individual. You know, I, I don't know, just, I don't know, I, I don't know how, f- how far these, because I think that there are real people that get involved in what they believe to be real Hollywood, because they're on the lower level of it, essentially. And there are real families involved in, but the biggest stars, we've talked about this many times, the biggest stars are manufactured and everything on that next level is real. But they aren't, they aren't, they don't even know. They don't even know what's above them is, is, is a projection. And so it does support all these. So, you know, I, this could be a, a case of an individual getting caught in a very, very dark and energetically poison machine called show business, which is real. Mm. Talk about show business that we've got that show here, the celebrity jungle thing, and they had that Ooh. Matt Hancock. So they had this Matt Hancock. Everyone was waiting for him to come in and he didn't go in. So the health secretary guy, the main yep. character at COVID over here. Yep. Anyway, he was as a standby, and then surprise, surprise, somebody stepped out after 24 hours in there on medical grounds. <gasps> um and he's going in today. Oh, he's going in. Yeah. He was out, then he's in. Yeah. Hmm. All, all planned, you know, that really suspense waiting for him. Because I've seen a lot on Twitter. I've waited up till half past 10 and he hasn't even gone in. Right. And now people are waiting and they do a vote. So you ring up and you vote for him to do certain things. And oh they're already God. saying he can't actually it. do them because of medical grounds. He can't do these <sighs> challenges, what they're supposedly doing. I love that this reality show in the uk has a quote-unquote politician on which shows he's just a celebrity character our voting well they seem to have one every year they've had like margaret thatcher's daughter in there oh, they've had yeah. who else did they have in there they've had they've had quite a few politicians like a tell-all kind of they do it every all time of politics i think all of politics is a reality it's to TV make show. it more real yeah, yeah. It's, it's to make the whole political family sound this reality do you know like mm-hmm. how many people believe that when they're watching that on tv that's actually what's just going on just naturally happening on tv like right they're not being set we talked about last time where they're being told right everyone over there go and have an argument <laughs> right it's gonna i'm gonna um, see because i feel like they've made him 33 to 1 to win it <laughs> oh, which he's definitely whole- not gonna win it but i think they just had to put the 33 in there with him Interesting. And what does he win? What does Matt Hancock win if he they win the king? They win the crown. The Ooh, crown, king. The king of the jungle or queen of king. the jungle. We were called. talking about king at the beginning of the episode. What were we even talking about it with? King. Stephen king. king. Stephen King. <gasps> and then these people usually go on then to have their own TV shows and their own. This is where they kind of make them, and then they always have like a breakdown. And the the first ever one is still on the scene now. The first ever winner of it. Oh. Still on the scene now, this oh, woman. Still kind of she's had like breakdowns and all this been out with every celebrity going. And, and yet people still do it. People still go on. That reminds me of The Bachelor. Like those never really, nine times out of 10, they don't end well. And people are still desperate to go on that show to, mm, weird. Do you guys have The Bachelor? Do you guys have i uh... I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. I've not 
ever it's never been like a big thing i'm not gonna this this jungle thing it's been going on for years and they do it again it runs right up until christmas that's when it's over just before and it's every year and it's one of them shows that it's just dead in the it's just there's nothing nothing there's nothing on so you watch that yep well that's we could uh, maybe we'll post something about that in the uh the watch party on on discord oh people were talking about speaking of uh things things to watch um the theranos documentary on hbo it's not necessarily new but it's it's the continuing coverage of this remember the elizabeth holmes the elizabeth holmes lady so oh, anyway yeah. on discord there's like a new discussion about elizabeth, elizabeth holmes and joe joey posted a picture of her side by side next to mark zuckerberg they're like lifeless dead stares forward and they look it's templates i mean they look like the same person and, and I, I just love peering down in this conversation about maybe she's potentially completely cgi i love it i love it discord's been great if you guys aren't on discord yet um i have some link i'll, I'll do another link in the show notes there's um, a lot going on in there there's so there's much going on right now there's so much going on in the discord that was actually in psyops and hoaxes on that channel the the uh hbo documentary but it could have gone in uh the watch party um lots of channels that's for basically everything and if um if there's ever a channel that we need to create let us know well rambo this one was pretty darn good there's so much going on we can barely keep up but we will do our best (laughs) all right we'll talk soon take care